Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. At precisely 11 o'clock on the morning of Monday, May 27, 1861, Roger Brooke Tawney, aging Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, dressed in his flowing black robes, entered a room in the old Masonic Hall at the corner of St. Paul and Fayette Streets and called the Federal Circuit Court to order. He had issued a writ of habeas corpus on behalf of John Merriman, head of the State Agricultural Society. At two the previous Saturday morning, blue-clad soldiers from Pennsylvania had forced their way into Merriman's house north of Cockeysville, dragged him out of bed, and placed him under arrest. Tawney wanted to know why. General George Cadwallader, commanding federal troops in Baltimore, knew why. In the hours following the Pratt Street riot in April, acting on the orders of the governor and the mayor, Merriman had led a militia cavalry troop and burned railroad bridges north of Baltimore to prevent northern volunteers from moving through the city. That, said General William F. Kime of Pennsylvania, amounted to treason. Cadwallader agreed and threw Merriman into a cell at Fort McHenry. Later that Saturday, Merriman petitioned for a writ of habeas corpus, and when Tawney received it at the Supreme Court chambers in Washington, he fired off the writ and headed for Baltimore to look into the matter himself. At issue was the right of habeas corpus, the fundamental right of American citizens to confront their accusers in a court of law. A month earlier, faced with disloyalty and sabotage in Maryland, President Lincoln had ordered the Army to suspend habeas corpus if the public safety required it. Men could now be imprisoned and held without trial indefinitely. So it was that at 11 o'clock on that Monday morning, Tawney entered the courtroom, took his seat, and called for Cadwallader and Merriman. But instead of appearing in person, the general had sent his aide. Dressed in full military regalia, including a red sash and sword, the aide politely explained that military men obeyed the president, not Supreme Court justices. The president, Tawney shot back, didn't have the power to suspend habeas corpus. Only Congress could do that. He ordered the marshal to go to Fort McHenry and bring Cadwallader before the bench. The next day, 2,000 onlookers gathered at the Masonic Hall to witness an historic showdown between the Chief Justice and the President's men. As Tawney left his daughter's house that morning, he said that in all likelihood he wouldn't be back, but would be locked up in Fort McHenry before nightfall. Tawney called for the marshal, who reported that Cadwallader had ignored him. Tawney was furious. If the general presented himself, he thundered, he could expect a fine and imprisonment for defying the Constitution. He then took up a pen and set down his opinion on behalf of John Merriman. The case is simply this, he wrote. A military officer residing in Pennsylvania issues an order to arrest a citizen of Maryland upon vague and indefinite charges. His house is entered in the night, he is seized as a prisoner, and conveyed to Fort McHenry. When a habeas corpus is served on the commanding officer, requiring him to produce the prisoner before a justice of the Supreme Court, that officer replies that he is authorized by the president to suspend the writ of habeas corpus at his discretion. If such be the law, Tawney concluded, the people of the United States are no longer living under a government of laws. Every citizen holds life, liberty, and property at the will and pleasure of the army officer in whose military district he may happen to be found. The power to suspend the writ of habeas corpus, he repeated, resides with Congress, not the executive branch. Though Marylanders cheered, nothing immediately came of Tawney's opinion. Military arrests continued, but Lincoln had to defend his policy in a message to Congress in July. And that same month, Merriman was released. I'm an old man, Tawney said, but perhaps I was preserved for this occasion. Perhaps he was. In 1866, two years after Tawney's death, the Supreme Court confirmed his opinion, 
and ex parte merriman became a landmark in the story of American liberty. Thank you.